Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on Donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. The life of the Buddha about his leaving his palace where he lived uh, as a child and young man and going off into the wilderness for spiritual practice. And in this story, he... Uh, secretly leaves his uh, palace and at this point at which he's going to cross this river to leave the uh, the place he cuts off his hair he has this long hair he cuts it off and takes off all his jewelry and gives it to his uh, friend charioteer and then he steps over the river into his new life so we're about to embark on the modern version of this where you chop off your cell phone from your energetic field for uh, two days and uh, step over the river, continue your renunciation in this way. This aspect of the letting go is part of the formula, the recipe for uh, happiness, for well-being. And this already is a countercultural kind of thing, that uh, happiness is not found by accumulating more and more things, but that actually simplifying your life uh, can help bring a sense of well-being and contentment. So you can experiment with this uh, through this uh, sense of letting go. So I want to invite people who would like to to come up and renounce your cell phone into this um, basket and if you like you can do a little bow in recognition of your letting go for this weekend and you could take your intention for your retreat if you like and we're going to ring the bell and yeah we could have uh, people coming from maybe from both sides to keep it flowing uh, steadily and you can come maybe like this way close to the stage and drop drop and then go out like along the inside. So now is the time. I invite you in any, any order you like to come.
May our great renunciation be the source of happiness and peace this weekend and lead to our complete liberation from suffering. So I invite Josanne to escort the phones off to their uh, retreat. <laughs> Thank you. And if any of you did not uh, renounce, but were so inspired by your many friends and colleagues who did, then you can still... Uh, you can still go to the office and uh, renounce and have them join their cell phone friends in the safe there. Uh, and also if there's other stuff like laptops or iPads or whatnot, also, they can also be renounced too. So, you can breathe a sigh of relief. And we can begin our day of practice together. So as we begin in our practice day, it's good to have an orientation of being uh, very patient with yourself. So you could have had expectations either from past retreats you've been on or uh, if it's your first retreat, maybe things you've heard or read. So as much as possible, it's helpful if we can just enter in with some spirit of uh, openness. And also with a great patience with one's own heart and mind that may not manifest exactly how we would like it to, body, heart, mind. And this is actually part of the learning that we can do uh, through this practice is understanding what is the truth of the way things are, what is truth of the way things have come to be in some ways. So learning to observe and understand and even live in alignment with this. So as we begin our, our retreat together, we're invited into a sense of connection to our awakeness and our aliveness. So usually we're very distracted and we might not have a sense of connection all the time to aliveness, and particularly through the senses of the body, you could say. So the physical sense of, tactile sense of the body, which includes breathing or sense of feeling yourself sitting on the ground when you're walking, sense of the body moving, putting on a jacket, sense of that. And then also other senses of the body, so seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing. So according to Buddhist psychology, there's actually six sense fields that we experience as humans in rapid succession. And it's this seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, hearing. Sixth sense field is the mind. So we experience impressions of thoughts and memories and imaginations all through the mind. We tend to invest a lot of our energy in this field of the mind. We tend to believe completely whatever thoughts come through. So here we're invited to explore what is happening in this moment in which of the sense fields. And in order to help us gather our attention, we'll begin by resting the attention not intentionally in the field of the mind. So it could begin by bringing the attention to rest in the experience of something very simple like the body just sitting here, the body sitting. So as some of you who uh, are new to practice um, might be familiar, may not be familiar, this kind of practice has been taught for thousands of years, 2,600 years, and it also is even currently in the U.S. and many places taught in schools and prisons and hospitals, uh, some version of mindfulness is taught. So it's something so simple that kindergartners can do it, but it's not necessarily easy to do it with continuity, you could say, basic mindfulness. So we'll try, but be very patient with yourself. The attention will tend to go to the field of the mind, will tend to get lost, and that's okay. So our practice is just coming back over and over, just remembering that we have our intention to be present. And then as we do this over and over again, it could be even a hundred times within one period, slowly, slowly then the attention 
that's usually very distracted and disparate can begin to gather. Things that are unhelpful are actually trying too hard. So it's helpful to have a kind of gentle, relaxed, persistent effort, if you will. But we don't need to like bear down at all. We don't need to struggle, strain. In fact, that makes it tense and difficult. That's counter to uh, what we are trying to cultivate in some way. So just as simple as you're feeling yourself connected to the ground or to the chair right now, you can feel the hardness of that. You can feel your feet touching the ground. You can feel your hands, however they are. Even for a moment, you can feel that, right? It's sense of connection, touch, maybe a sense of temperature there. So just that is the practice of presence, of mindfulness of the body. So you can allow yourself to settle into your posture. In some ways, this seated posture where sitting here doing nothing really, breathing, but it helps to have as stable a posture as possible. It can help in the beginning to also just intentionally relax if there's any unnecessary tension being held. So if you like, you can take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, just try to relax into the sitting posture. You can take a deep breath in and as you exhale, allow yourself to relax any muscles of the face, the eyes, the jaw. Shoulders, just allow yourself to sink into this posture. Can tune in to the aliveness of the body in whatever way that is most apparent to you. be in feeling the temperature in the body, it could be feeling vibrations of the body. It could be as you tune into the field of the body that you notice that the body is breathing. If so, you can just tune in very gently to that sense of the body breathing without straining to grab it or notice it. You might also notice periodically a sense of hearing sounds. If so, you could notice that. And it's possible to also use this field of hearing as a place to rest the attention. 
just staying very open, relaxed, allowing sounds to come and go. Just want to know what's happening. Is there experience of the body? If so, what is that? Not through thinking about it, but by bringing direct awareness to experiencing this sensations very intimately, very directly. Awareness can meet any experience, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant or relatively neutral. You can just trust that. You might notice that periodically your attention will go to the field of thought. Remembering something, planning, thinking. So you could just notice that that's happened without your wanting it to happen, without you scripting it to happen. You just stay with the field of the body. If there's some reverberations in the field of the body from Having gone to the field of thought, then you can just notice what those are. Could be vibrations of uh, emotion or energy. So just gently returning to anchor the attention here, the experience of the body sitting, breathing, whatever else there is to notice. By and large, you can just let sounds come and go in the background. You can let thoughts come and go in the background too. Just rest and be loyal with this experience of being present with the body. 
however that's manifesting in this moment. Just noticing where the attention is. Just being very patient. If you've been lost in thought as you bring the attention back to the experience of the body, just try to relax again. See if there's any tension that's come to the jaw, the face, the shoulders. being present as steadily as possible. you're with the sense of the body sitting and becomes apparent the body breathing you can just be with that with as much steadiness as possible wherever it's easiest to notice that whether that's feeling the whole body breathing in and out or if it becomes more apparent in a particular area in the belly the chest nostrils. There's no need to strain, strive with that. Just resting back in awareness. 
allowing the body to breathe naturally, just to sit naturally. So just letting sound be sound, coming and going. Notice if the mind gets involved. Thinking, imagining, just resting with the body, however it manifests.
So a few things as we begin our practice day together. One is uh, notice if you have a tendency immediately as the bell rings to try to judge and grade your meditation. And uh, it's good to be aware of what's happening, but um, also just to know that it helps to have a lot of patience. You know, we don't usually see some giant radical uh, change happen like in one period. Sometimes you do, but just being very patient. The beginning of retreat particularly, there's a lot of the just gathering the attention, mind wandering, noticing that, noticing that you're thinking, uh, and doing that over and over again. There's actually nothing wrong with thinking, so we're not trying to stop thinking, but we are practicing to try to apply mindfulness to whatever it is that has arisen within our experience as humans. So everything of the body-mind system. So it is considered part of the practice to be mindful of thinking. So to know when you are thinking, that thinking is happening. But this is different than engaging with the content of thinking. So in some ways it's more like knowing uh, that a thought is going by. Kind of like, oh, there's, there's traffic on the road. So, but not getting into the car and going with it down the road. If that will makes sense. So for the moment, we want to just come back again to this very simple sitting with the body. And if what's apparent to you is the body breathing, then being with the body breathing. But also you can just be with the body sitting. And then the mind will probably go into some uh, area of the field of thought. Usually some momentum from uh, what you have brought can be uh, apparent. So it could be you thought, oh, I left my work, but the work has come in the mind, or I left my fight with my family or partner, or, and then that seems to have gotten packed somehow also in the mind. So for the moment, just being very patient with that. And as you notice that you're in the field of thinking or planning or worrying, uh, just returning to the field of the body and actually noticing how that is manifesting in the moment in the field of the body. So even if the thought is going on, like, they did this, and next time I'll do this, trying as best you can to let go of that story and just be present with the body. Experience of the body sitting, breathing. But that can also include whatever emotions might be manifesting here. And we'll talk more about this uh, as uh, the day goes on as well. But just a lot of patience, because the sense of forgetting that you're actually practicing and getting lost in thought uh, can be very common. But don't worry how many times it happens. Just whenever you wake up, remember your IMS, then okay, back, start again. Uh, sometimes this uh, metaphor is used like, it's like training puppy dog to sit, to uh, train the attention. And if anyone has ever tried to train a puppy dog to sit, uh, they usually don't get it in the first try. So like sit, and then usually you have to kind of push their little butts down, and then they might sit for a little while, but then they'll smell something and start running off after they come back, sit, right? And then they might fall asleep, okay, sit, and then they'll start to itch, right? Roll over, different, okay, sit, like that. So like that with the mind, you can have a sense of affection for the antics of the mind without having to hate it or struggle with it or something like that. Uh, relatedly, some people might have the experience of feeling sleepy. This would be a very common human experience to have in general, and particularly on uh, retreat. So if this happens for you, a little bit of advice about it. One is that you could actually open your eyes and keep your eyes gazing a little bit downward, but sometimes just bringing in a little bit of light can help. Now when you open your eyes, not to like look around, but just to bring in light, kind of keep the gaze softly uh, in front of you. And then just continue uh, as you can, just being with the sense of the body sitting, body breathing, like this. Also, if even that is not uh, helping with the sleepiness, it's a completely legitimate posture and uh, really completely okay in the meditation hall to stand up. So maybe you open your eyes and you find yourself continuing to nod like this. Then you decide, okay, I'm going to stand up. So 
If you can, notice your intention to stand up and stand up like yeah, a little bit slowly. Unfold yourself. Let your legs and feet wake up if they need to. And then you can just stand yeah, as you are like this. And then you can stand there and just be with the body standing, breathing. Could be for the rest of the period or if you get tired then of the standing physically, then you can sit back down. You don't want to be bouncing up and down too much, you know, fast, but uh, sometimes the standing up can bring more energy and uh, it's also a good posture to practice in as well. Also, speaking of uh, the posture, just a few words uh, about that. So you can have many different postures. In this tradition, we're not so picky about exactly how you're supposed to sit, but sitting in a way that allows you to feel like relatively stable in your sitting position and the stability of the body can help support the stability of the mind also. Uh, sitting on a chair is completely legit posture. If you're doing that, you could choose whether you want to uh, sit a little bit off the back of the chair if you don't need the back support. And you can try and keep the spine upright a little bit. Or if you're sitting in a chair because you need the back support, then that's also fine. Uh, you can still have your back you know, relatively straight up, meaning as opposed to kind of like totally slumped over. The slumping might happen during the meditation, but at least you can begin in a non-slumping manner. And in general, with the sitting posture, it can help to have some points of stability. So with sitting in a chair, it's like your butt and then your two feet on the ground form kind of a tripod. That's similar when you're sitting in the uh, cushion. So like... Pascal or uh, Dozen, both are sitting like this. So, but on the cushion and then, yeah, they both have similar posture today with the legs kind of like this. So one in front of the other uh, on the ground. Now for some people when they try and sit like this, it f ends up that one knee is like a little bit off the ground. Um, that has to do with the flexibility of the hips. So you don't need to force that, but uh, as Pascal is now demonstrating, you could put a little cushion under the knee to support it if it's not going all the way to the ground and then it can rest there on the knee so that's perfectly uh, fine to do also it's possible to uh, kneel either on one of the benches that's there or on a cushion too so uh, my colleague oh both of them will now demonstrate okay excellent so both both are, okay you'll be a side view and then this will be the front view okay <laughs> So either you could take the cushion. So what Pascal is doing is taking the you know round cushion and standing it on its end and then sitting on it uh, like that with the legs on the side. And then similarly, you have kind of the two knees, legs on the ground, nice upright back, and then butt on the cushion. And then Josen has, I think, two, right? Two cushions. So yeah, if you're a bit taller, you might want a couple cushions like that. And then um, similarly kneeling. And then he's taken the additional step of um, the hanging of the toes off the back of the... <laughs> Uh, the zabutan, the square mat. So sometimes that takes a little pressure off the ankles rather than having the ankles have to be totally flat. So uh, that's also um, good. So you could play with it a little bit. Thank you, models, very much. Uh, and see what seems to work for you. And likely nothing is going to work for you perfectly. So I'll say that up front, that there's no physical posture from which you will experience no pain, uh, likely, uh, if you sit you know, many periods during the day, unless you're used to sitting many periods of the day on the ground, on cushions and whatnot, which most people are not in America. <laughs> so it's okay to vary your posture from sitting to sitting, sit sometimes cross-legged, sometimes kneeling, uh, sometimes in chair also. So there's some more chairs in the back. Um, we asked what the chair is. It could be that that's your main seat, in which case then, you know, you could put stuff and things like that. But there's enough chairs that if you want to occasionally sit in a chair, you can go there and then return to your cushion. But if you do take stuff off the chair so somebody else could use it, then a different period. Yeah, anything else to be said about posture? It's good. Okay, so Jason's saying if you're sitting like cross-legged like this, you can also see if it works for you to alternate which foot is in front. 
So the one that's kind of closer to you has a little bit more strain on the you know, knee to be tight, more tightly sort of pulled in. So for some people, uh, it works to shift in different periods which one is in the front. But some people find that their body is sort of more suited to have one always in the front or something like that. That's also fine. Um, so, yeah, find a posture that feels like relatively stable, at least in the beginning of the period, that you're not already immediately in uh, very much pain. <laughs> and then as things go along, the body might complain with that. Um, and it also is possible, and it's fine to do some stretching. So downstairs in the yoga room, there's some, um, or in your room also, uh, do some stretching of the legs, of the hips, just loosen up a little bit uh, if you like. Uh, we don't have an official yoga time here, but in any of the periods, um, you know, after the meals, uh, there's fairly generous periods, you could do that too. By and large with the schedule, I would encourage you to uh, follow it and particularly to consider each period, like morning period, afternoon period, evening period as uh, kind of its own section. And do your best in those sections to go from the sitting to the walking, sitting, walking, sitting, like that, uh, with some continuity. And, and that really helps with the collectedness of the attention. It really helps with building the practice, uh, much more than trying to like really bear down and struggle, uh, just gently developing this continuity as best you can. Uh, is really a support for the development of the meditation practice. So I really encourage you to do that. So meaning we'll give some instructions for walking practice, and then when it's time to do the walking, uh, basically just go and do the walking, and Pascal will describe more about that too. And then when the bell rings at the end of the walking period, then come back in for the sitting. So if you need to go to the bathroom or something, that's totally fine, but notice if the uh, monkey mind starts to have other suggestions like going back to your room to rearrange your clothing or uh, having another cup of tea or uh, going to count rabbits or something like that. And uh, yeah, doing your best to, yeah, just very gently and lovingly, like with the training the puppy, just come back. So sitting, walking, sitting, walking, sitting. And then, uh, then there's lunch. Now, if you've been on retreat before, you could consider the whole thing one period, right? The whole weekend, too. But uh, if you're newer, it could be, yeah, just to consider, like, okay, the morning period one, afternoon period one, evening period one, like that, and doing your best to have continuity within that. And maybe a final thing is, you know, people come with many different experiences of different meditative practices or teachers and... Uh, it would suggest that for the weekend, uh, you give yourself over to this practice as it's being taught here. It can be confusing to mix things. Uh, and this is not to say like, uh, you know, this is the best, everyone has to do this, although obviously we do think so, but uh, in some ways give yourself a chance to try this practice in the way it's being presented. And then at the end of the weekend, you could decide if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you. But mixing things can make it confusing and uh, sort of difficult to follow the instructions. So in case you were already having some questions, like, should I do this, should I do that? I would say as much as possible just to follow the instructions, give yourself to this tradition, this practice for the weekend, and then you can see. And we will have uh, times during the weekend when we can meet in uh, slightly smaller groups, still relatively large groups, but uh, for questions. But we will have also some times for questions in the hall. Uh, so maybe I'll pause and see if there's any questions so far on anything I've said this morning or the instructions so far. And if you do, you could raise your hand. Is there different meditative benefits to different postures? Um, mostly just whatever works for your particular body. So, um, yeah, nothing, uh, I would say, like not, you know, better. Sometimes people often think like, oh, it's better to sit cross-legged because that's what the statues of the Buddha, you know, he's sitting like that. So, um, but I would say like, 
as long as you can have a relatively stable posture that allows you to be alert, relaxed, then whatever the posture is, is okay. Okay, so maybe we'll have some walking instructions. So you probably uh, noticed on the schedule how we go from walking to sitting, from or sitting to walking to sitting. Um, so now is a period, uh, in a few minutes, there'll be a period of uh, walking meditation. And so we might, because of the imagery we might have in our mind of meditation, you know, sitting uh, like this, uh, we might think, uh, oh, the walking is the pause, the kind of the break in between the sitting. But in this tradition, it could be good for you to know that it's uh, as highly valued uh, the Buddha talked about uh, four postures, uh, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. And so uh, uh, we're going to be practicing uh, the walking uh, here this morning and during the retreat. Um, so one of the ways that I see this is that it's a, it's a kind of um, pretty... Um, a simple form, huh? sitting, can you just sit and be aware that you're there? In a way, there's not much challenge, and we'll see over the weekend that sometimes it's epic, <laughs> although there's not much happening. Huh? So the content of our mind and how we are in that system is revealed, you know, the complexity of the human heart. And, the and so the walking is also a very simple form. Can you walk back and forth? That's the form for a few minutes and then all kinds of things are going to happen so it's a very simple form that will reveal a lot Um, so precisely in the formal meditation what we do many of you know that is we walk back and forth we find a little place like the walking room behind uh, us right here uh, or outside or there's different walking rooms in the building. I think the managers, uh, the manager might have thought, talked about this. Yeah. And so you go, you find a place, and you'll walk a few uh, steps, 10, 15, 20, 25 steps, reach the end of the little path, stop for a moment, turn around, and come back to the starting point. Uh, so extremely simple. And the idea is just to see if we can be there as this is happening. Um, very s- simple, like this. So I'm, this is my little path for the next 30, 40 minutes. And so, oh, standing, standing feels like this. So different from what just happened. Actually, it's very alive because the unfolding, you know, it was folded for a while. Now it's like really alive in the legs and feet. And then maybe I'll be aware that uh, there's sound, there's a soundscape, huh? summary feel to it. So meditation, it's about, uh, some, sometimes we use the word uh, intimacy. Uh, some things uh, become outstanding. Like, I don't know if you can hear the crickets. So just that, body standing, extremely simple. And then I'll make a few steps. Body moving, that's quite different. And the sensations in the feet is what I'm experiencing right now. Just the, I mean, I'm going to put words, but it's an experience, but it's a change of hardness, movements, lightness, kind of the surprise of the touch, like when it lands, the stickiness of the wood or you know so it's experiential that's meditation uh, mindfulness is experiential so it's not my ideas it's a felt sense either in the hearing or in the feel of uh, like I'm standing now um, warmth 
some kind of warm, particular warmth of today, kind of humid warmth that is felt. So it's not my ideas about it. Oh my God, this is the, it's like this. Is it going to be like this to, all day, or is it going to sh uh, shine later the sun, or is it going to rain? So I'm not in the world of thoughts. I abandon. I put it, you know, putting down the phone was easy. <laughs> so it's not my ideas about whether it's the actual experience of a particular summer day, now, you know, and that body here standing now. So it's just this. You know, I reach uh, the end, maybe I was not very mindful, I turned around, so I, I would be aware of turning, st standing, and just, just walking back. What's the experience of this, you know, being alive, walking, stepping? And so what we might meet is a mind that is a little bit, um, an attention that is superficial, habitual, kind of, uh, you know, we have just enough attention to complete a task often. You know, you'll have enough attention when you eat to reach the broccoli with the fork and just enough attention so it doesn't go in the eye, but in the mouth, you know. And if it's particularly hot, you'll wake up, you know, whoa, it's hot, you know. Otherwise, you're half there. Do you recognize this a little bit in your life? You might, might not. And so mindfulness here, what we practice, is being kind of um, particularly attentive, particularly awake, to what's happening, to the ephemeral events passing by. And uh, to me that's, um, I mean, that's why I'm, we're here and I'm still here after a few decades. I'm just still amazed at that, you know, because in my habitual um, way of being, kind of a little bit uh, half-present, uh, entranced by my ideas and thoughts. I might be here and just think in general, like, my life is not enough, and, it, you know, I should be otherwise, or further along, or did I make the right choice, or what about next week, or what about last week, you know? And th there's all these things, and suddenly, crickets. Or suddenly, breath, or suddenly standing, or suddenly heat, or humidity like a direct experience of that. And it cuts through my, uh, for a few seconds, through my world of ideas and, you know, the ways I'm uh, under occupation, occupied by stories, you know. And it drops. And then there's just this. And sometimes this is comfortable, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. But then I'm meeting reality just for a moment. And now standing, feels like this. Yeah, but the rest of my life, standing, breathing, what else? Seeing is happening, yeah? So this morning as you practice uh, walking, you can do this, if, especially if you go outside or anywhere you'll be. So there'll be all these fields that uh, Anushka was uh, talking about, the sense fields. So I'm a sensitive being. So I'm, we're discovering again that we're sensitive. We forgot. We're caught with stories about this and that. And here we become aware in real time, live, that we're actually sensitive to heat, to tiredness, to sadness, to uh, tingling, to hardness. Yeah? So that's the, that's the practice. Let's, uh, I think we have a, maybe a moment to try it. So I'll invite you to stand up. Hold on. I have a little thing, <laughs> please, just a moment. I have a little thing to add. Often in regular way of being for many of us, check, check this out, check everything we say. If it's true or not for you, it might not be. But for many of us, I think we do things so they're done. So will you just stand up? up. I'm up, you know. And so when we come here, so we have a, a weekend of training to try another way to live. So I invite you to stand up. Oh, I have the chance to be there while the body is unfolding. So I'm not doing it so much so it's done, but I'm doing it as a way to develop presence. Do you see the little difference? It's very slight difference. But you know, okay, I'm up, done. What's next? Walk. Okay, I've walked. 
No, it's not like stand up. Oh, I have the chance to actually uh, develop presence. So I invite you to uh, enjoy standing up or discover what is standing up. Please go ahead. You don't have to do it in a weird way. But, <laughs> but be there for the experience. It's, uh, it doesn't last long. It's just a couple of seconds and then you're up. And now, surprise, surprise, this is a new body. I thought I was stuck with myself for the, all my life, you know, and in this body, but now I'm discovering this is a completely other body than the one sitting, isn't it? In terms of, uh, not ideas, but in terms of experience. Now it feels like this. If I'm, a, you know, used to, but I want more, it's, you know, give me more. No, no, it's hap actually happening. There are sensations here and now, and we're invited to become aware of this. And it might be, uh, you know, uh, outstanding, standing out. I'm not sure about this in English, but they might stand out, be intense sensations or subtle. They might be uh, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Not much about it. So this, and if you want to play with this just for a moment, is uh, I invite you to uh, let your um, weight go on uh, one side, if it works for you. And then on the other side, whoa. and sway like this for a few moments and just feel this. So we're using the swaying to develop presence, to cultivate presence. And then let's uh, come back to relative uh, uh, stillness for a moment. Feel out this is new now after swaying. Something new happening now. What is it what we call stillness? You know, I'm asking the question so that we can answer with uh, presence. What is stillness? And what is stepping one, uh, making one step, taking one step? What is that? Try it if you want. And another one. And then standing again. And so we're doing things as if we had never done them before. That's the kind of spirit, that spirit of uh, we're developing, cultivating uh, inquiry, curiosity. That's an energizing factor in the mind, extremely wholesome. So we're using small things like sitting. What is the experience of sitting? What is the experience of breathing? What is the experience of stepping, of being hot, cold, sad? Uh, spacious, tight, you know. We're discovering the different textures of life as they are happening, not thinking about them, but coming closer to the, uh, to the experience. That's a revolution in the mind. We'll talk, we have the whole weekend to talk about this. That's, that's very powerful stuff we're doing. Just bring slight curiosity, slight interest for what is happening just now. So maybe I say uh, hands, boink, they appear in experience, hands. What is what I call hands? You know, with the habitual superficial attention, I could say like, yeah, hands, I know hands, you know. But this is not mindfulness. Mindfulness is what is hands now? Oh, tingling, heat, nothing, space, I don't know, touch. So that's the encounter with uh, reality. Okay, that's the form. So please, uh, if it's possible, enjoy. Um, and if it's not, then uh, maybe a tenderness. You know, go walk with the tenderness if the heart is broken or heavy or you know wants to be somewhere else. Or,
suffering in some ways, just accompany that aching heart or soul or mind uh, as you're walking tenderly, allowing yourself to connect with sounds, sights, you know. And then we'll find ourselves uh, back here at some point, the bell will ring, okay? Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.